0: Well, good day, Australia, and today I'm pleased to have Mandy in the uh, chat room here with me. Mandy, you're over in Perth, aren't you? That's right, Mike, yep. Yeah. Why don't you tell us about the work you've been doing? You've been doing some pretty amazing stuff over there.
1: Yes, thanks. Uh, sure, we have. We've been very busy here in Perth. We started an assembly in September 2021 and then formed the sheriff group in january 2022 and we inducted 25 sheriffs now normally in a common law assembly you would only have one or two sheriffs and they would be elected by the assembly and that's something that we discuss with people quite regularly because that's what happens if you want to call normal times but of course we're not in normal times anymore and we're never going to be and so we did put a call out into the community and we ended up with 25 sheriffs that we inducted and that was for a specific purpose. And And then we carried on with our assembly growing and being out in the community and letting people know that common law was here, the, the sheriffs were here. Initially, our work was really just raising awareness and and then we had a few more inductions throughout the year then last year as well. And as we progress, we really streamlined the whole process. And then we started to get some inquiries from people in other states about wanting to have sheriffs as well. As the inquiries grew, we started to develop a process whereby we could induct sheriffs via a Zoom meeting and the individual assemblies then would have their own sheriffs, but that's all come under the one induction. Because the point was, we put in a lot of work to create an induction process, to create the uniforms, ID cards, and and standard operating procedure, and all the documents that go with it. And it's taken a long time, and it was a lot of work and a lot of hours, and there really wasn't any point in other assemblies redoing all of that work when we already had it all available. Mm -hmm. And to, to spend time creating something like that when there's so much more work to be done, was just a waste of time. So we then created the um, Sheriff's Office of Terra Australis and everything is is really online now. We have a pre-induction information session via Zoom, which just covers the commitment that is required by someone wanting to be a sheriff and then the process to move forward. And then we set an induction date and the individual who wants to become a sheriff will then pay the fee which is not a charge to have the induction at all. There is no profit to our assembly here for that. It just covers the costs to the individual for their uniform, which consists of their shirt, jacket, ID card, and the a few, small admin fee of $20 and postage oh, as great. well. Yeah. Did you want to ask something?
0: Oh, well, we got heaps of questions. Um,
1: all right. I just could finish through this process. And then we have the induction and then the Sheriff gets uh, access to the Sheriff portal on that particular website. There's also a reporting form there as well. So we're very big on reporting and transparency and ensuring that everything we do is fully recorded and that's a big part of the induction. But the reason for the pre-induction presentation, one of the things that we talk about most is the commitment because we'll have uh, um, people that will come on board They like the idea of becoming a sheriff, and so they go through the induction, they pay for their uniform, and then on a couple of occasions, those people just simply don't show up again, or they come for a few months and they lose interest. So to duck somebody is a lot of work, and it's very important that an individual knows that this is a long-term commitment. So that's one of the main things that's covered in the pre-induction session. Also, the fact that there must be reporting, transparency at all times.
0: Okay, first question. Are your sheriffs paid?
1: No, we're all volunteers. Okay. And I I think that's one of the the, the issues. People come in thinking that they can be a sheriff and there's a lot of work and a lot of commitment and it's a lot of time and we all have other things to do, lives and grandchildren and things. And so, yeah, one day we will be paid. We're quite convinced of that. But right now, no, it's all 100% volunteer and we pay for a lot of things ourselves. We'll pay for our own transport to go into court to support someone, or to travel down south and hire a vehicle to support people. So we all pay for all of that. The assembly chips in, and all the sheriffs chip in as well.
0: Very good. Can you give us some examples of successes they've had and what they've done?
1: Our successes aren't really in-your-face successes. That would be like we've had two court cases, our, our common law courts that we set up in 2022, we had a very big court case then and we had a very big one this year, but the outcomes are that because it's a common law court, we have a jury and and then then the jury makes the decision whether the individuals or the defendants are guilty or, or innocent and then they set the penalties. So in the first two big hearings we had, the penalties were very very hefty. They were jail sentences and they were also assets frozen and public listings. And of course, as you know, Mike, we don't have jails, and we don't have the facility to go on round with people I imagine if, if a couple of common law sheriffs went and arrested somebody, they'd call the corporate police before you could even blink, and we'd be the ones ended up being arrested. But those sentences actually stand, they are superior jurisdiction, and they sit there then until such time as we can act. all of that information is recorded on the WA common law website that Importantly, it's gazetted on the Crown Executive Order's website as well, which is a gazette of all the actions that are taken in the community. So gazetting is a very important notification. Mm. And assets are frozen online. The titles officers around Australia are notified. Of course, they ignore that right now, but at, at some point that is going to cease. And it is a psychological prison for these people. They're fully aware of what's going on and they always get notified. We've had interactions with other government departments here in Perth. We go into their offices and hand-deliver notices, and it's all part of that psychological effect that it has on them. Really, they know that what they're doing is wrong, and they know that the common law sheriffs are in superior jurisdiction. They've been told many, many times, and they will often lock the doors. They will hide behind their own doors. When we've been in notif- to um, serve the corporate sheriff's Yep, they don't like it at all. They'll lock the door and they don't come out.
0: People now forget that we, the people, give them any authority or power that they've taken, but they've now taken more than they're entitled to.
1: That's right. And let me ask you, Mike, if you weren't doing something wrong, would you hide? No. No, You'd you'd stand up and you'd have a civil conversation with the people at the desk, wouldn't you? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. They
0: know they're wrong. We've been telling them for many years that they're wrong. It's just a matter now when that time shrieks enough that we can start arresting them, and that's going to exactly that's going to come about as we get better organized. So exactly. the plans now for expanding the sheriff network.
1: We've got the uh, online uh, induction system happening and the sheriff portal where the sheriffs access for reporting, so they don't have to manually write out their report document. They just go online, fill out the form, it's saved there. It's all getting very easy and very streamlined. It's word of mouth. We have inducted sheriffs now from South Australia, New South Wales, and Victoria. It is definitely growing. And just this last couple of days, I've had a few more inquiries from people. We do have an induction on Sunday, and then I have a a list for the next induction. And that list is growing. We've had an inquiry from another group of people that are looking at helping really explode the number of sheriffs in the landscape we're expecting it to grow exponentially this year so it's just a matter of whoever's interested to send an email to admin at au, and the people will go on the list and then we will just organize from there where there'll be a pre-induction session and then a month later it will be the induction and that just gives time to organize the uniform and organize the id cards things like that but we're thinking now we could possibly run an induction once a month with a maximum of 95 people per induction. From what we're hearing, it looks like it's going to get that big.
0: No, that's good. So yeah.
1: at the end of the year, we're hoping to have thousands of sheriffs around the country and we are all be in the same uniform. Most of us anyway. Some assemblies have their already uniforms for their sheriffs. Those that don't uh, have the same uniform that we have here in Perth and it will be a formidable group of people restoring lawful due process to this country and rule of law, all equal before the law, because that's what's sadly missing here. And more and more people are, are starting to become aware of that now. And it's a groundswell. It's a real groundswell. You can feel it. Yeah.
0: I've always said it's a numbers game, and the numbers now are swelling. It's only a matter of time. There are different groups around Australia that I know of. Central Coast, New South Wales are very active and they're trying to get their sheriffs together. But you seem to be the only group that's really got it together. And I think a lot of what you've been doing is based on Chevrolet Net's work, right?
1: It is. is. The induction was based around his common law training manual. He gave that to us Mm. uh, at the beginning. And we had one of our sheriffs who's now moved to South Australia She used that book to help set up our courts and she did a fabulous job with that. And the induction PowerPoint presentation and the small, we've got a little 11 page um, manual that we created, Mm. goes to the individual sheriff, was all based on the work that Kevin and Annette had done. We have upgraded it a little bit because we don't work in the inferior jurisdiction of the corporation. We don't work under any acts at all, because that's all just the legal fiction, and we're not legal fiction. We are living men and women, which puts us in superior jurisdiction. So we have upgraded our documents and our induction to really state that we are working in superior jurisdiction and are here to restore rule of law, all equal before the law and lawful due process. So it's updating and upgrading all the time.
0: Yeah, now, this brings up an interesting question. Where do you stand under the crown or beside it, above it, or not with it at all?
1: The crown as in the monarchy crown? the yeah. 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 So what we have is a situation where it's a bit of a double-edged sword, really. With the induction process, where we stand in superior jurisdiction, we also give the sheriff the option to take the CPO oath that's in the back of the Constitution. Uh, Commonwealth public official. And the re- reason for that is because if we've taken that oath or affirmation, really, we've really gone back to affirmation because there's a lot of contention around people taking oaths. They don't like it. So, so so we do the affirmation if the sheriff so chooses. And because, as we know, none of the judiciary and politicians and premiers and things ever take the proper oath. They just Make up something. It seems they've, they always have something a little bit different and it's always, they'll just do their best to help the people or they'll swear to the Queen of Australia or something like that. So for us taking a CPO affirmation, it puts us in a position of having authority over those people in that inferior jurisdiction system of legal fiction and legislation. But we were also in the system of superior jurisdiction as well, the living man and woman and outside of that. So. At some point, that CPO affirmation will be dropped, but right now it's beneficial because it's, it gives us two layers, really, two, two layers of, of authority.
0: Yeah, this, this has been a real bone of contention for me for a long time. I understand that Australia was set up under the Constitution, which comes under the Crown, but the fact is things have moved on since then, long moved on, and our Constitution hasn't been kept up to date. And That's instead of bringing in his faux republics, like as Whitlam did, if he had gone the other route and asked the people to vote in a referendum on setting up a proper individual nation, this might be a very different country today.
1: Mm, absolutely. But
0: it didn't happen. So this is yeah. why you and I are embroiled in this battle to get back to the Constitution and to our law. Mm. And eventually, once we get back there, we can start having a series of very carefully considered referendums to start changing the Constitution to fit the modern realities.
1: Absolutely. And that is really on our agenda this year as well. And because the Constitution itself is also in that realm of of legal fiction. Mm. But there is a lot of discussion about how so many people will not understand when we make the change that we're not using the Constitution. So uh, there is a lot of opinion that, around that we shouldn't go back to the Constitution at all. I'm one of those myself, but there is a lot of others that say that is a good starting point and we really need a starting point that the people, the most of the people who have no idea about what's happened here in this country and have no idea at, at the level of criminality, they need that Constitution for their own understanding and alleviating the fear factor that's going to be around.
0: Changes. Yeah, it's, that, it's um, a very really hard pill for people to swallow that they're actually responsible for their own future. Yeah. Whereas you can't rely on the government or the crown, but you do need a, a bedrock there that they can feel comfortable on. And I think that's the constitution. Yeah. Right now it's very flawed, but yes. it could be improved and made better if we had a government of the people.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And I really think, Mike, that everybody who's, who's, within Australia and even around the world doing the work that we're doing are all looking for that real government of the people mm. and uh, yeah, and and as you said there will there will be a series of referendums and the people will be asked to for their input it won't be just thrown upon them because the system that we've got the system of legislation is truly a system of slavery and and it has to be removed and yep. so we'll be able to have the referendums that you're talking about and probably have an, an interim executive body in the parliaments that m- ensure that this, the country keeps rolling on, mm. but removing the corporate contract and control system that has everybody, I liken it to a pressure cooker where the lid just gets continually tightened and tightened and tightened. And that's the reason why people struggle so much. They, that's yep. the, I think, I feel that's the basis of so much crime here People are under so much pre- pressure. There's so much poverty, so much surveillance. It's a terrible situation that we're in, and it's just got worse and worse over the decades mm-hmm. and centuries. The slavery system is over seven hundred years old. If you Go back and have a look it's at even all
0: older old- than that.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah.
0: Have you seen my website, advancedhighfromaustralia dot com dot
1: I've I've seen all your websites. I've had a look at all your websites. Yeah. I'd, I, rec- I recommend your websites for people for um, information. You've got a lot of fabulous information mm. on your sites. Yeah, it's great. A lot. Of, you've done a lot of work, a lot of research, mm. a lot of information there, a lot of documents, et cetera. Again. All right.
0: And, Let's um, to to the final question. Training. What sort training. of thing so, the sheriff's getting now?
1: Okay, so we just do our training with an induction, which is the online induction. We have Leith from Crown Executive Orders do it a fabulous presentation on law versus legal on jurisdiction and uh, lawful due process and the history of how we got to where we are and then the induction, which is conducted by our Sheriff Coordinator, Alan, he goes through. It's interactive. People can ask questions. And then following on from that, it's up to the individual assemblies to ensure that their sheriffs are kept up to date with any training that they want to do. We do encourage people to attend the Wednesday afternoon Crown Executive Orders workshops in law, which is a a fabulous resource for really getting that shift in your mind about jurisdiction, about the difference between inferior and superior jurisdiction, also the difference between law and legal. So we work in law. And legal and law are not the same thing, so there's a lot of understanding to come around that. We've been taught all our lives that what the corporations do is law, this is law, that's law, this is all, but it's not law at all. It's just legal, and legal and law are not the same thing. That is something that really has to sink into people's minds. And then other training. A sheriff is required to be fit on all levels, spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. We do a lot of walking around in the field. We if you if you're struggling with excessive weight or you've got some heart problems and you can't do lots of stairs or you can't do lots of walking you really need to address those health problems before you consider becoming a sheriff here in Perth we have the other option of peacekeeper as well which it doesn't require any training but it is a support man or woman for sheriffs they have a uniform But they always work under the sheriff and under the induction of the sheriff. And they they don't really have to have all the same requirements as the sheriff. Obviously, they do need to have a good level of fitness because they're out and about as well. But that's the other option for someone that may not want to commit. As a sheriff, they can become a peacekeeper. They have a uniform. It's the same as this one, except it's a beautiful blue. And they don't have to do any reporting on the online reporting portal either. That's up to the sheriffs to do that.
0: Well, why did you choose peacekeeper rather than deputy?
1: We've got deputies as well, and that we have a deputy will be deputized for a given event. So, if we're out somewhere and we need a few more sheriffs, we can ask people if they would like to be deputized. And they would be deputized for just one day or that particular event, and that's recorded as well who, who it was and how long they were deputized for. It was initially the People's Militia, which is what is discussed in the tra- Common Law Training Manual by Kevin. But there was a lot of resistance to that term militia. So we had votes. We had lots of different ideas put forward and peacekeeper was what was uh, voted on. And so that's a permanent position and the peacekeepers just come when they can. And we can deputize a peacekeeper on the day as well. If we need a few more sheriffs, we can deputize them. We've got ID cards that are ready to be picked up from the printer right now for our deputy. Have
0: you ever deputized a policeman?
1: No, we haven't. And we haven't asked a policeman yet, but it's obviously something that we can do. And I don't think it's going to be very far away before the police accept being deputized. They've seen us around enough here in Perth. We've spoken enough to them in Perth. They're getting education from us. And I really think that there's obviously discussion back in the uh, muster rooms about their interactions with the common law sheriffs. I, I really feel like it'll only be a matter of time before we're successful in deputising a, a police officer.
0: you know what I call you? What? The little pebble. <laughs> because you throw that little pebble of knowledge into <laughs> you know, the sea of darkness and Absolutely. it spreads out.
1: <laughs> Absolutely. It really does. And you can see the reports are getting at further and further out now, Mike. Yeah. So, it's you know, Unity? You know Well, of our sheriffs here. We've got a beautiful sheriff by the name of Cherie. Her main topic of conversation is unity. She talks about it every time we're together. And I think this is the year for it. We'll get everyone together. We'll get a massive number of sheriffs in the landscape, mostly easily identifiable because we'll all be in the same uniform. And the corporation just has to understand that it's over. It's over. This control under this idea that legal is law and that legislation has a control over us is done. The mm-hmm. people aren't going to be in that pressure cooker anymore. We've had enough.
0: My feeling is exactly. Yeah. Thank you very much for the work you're doing.
1: Thank you, Mike.
0: Uh, yeah, I look forward to working with you.
1: Thank you very much, Mike. And it was great to talk to you.
0: Fantastic. Thank you. Awesome.
1: Take care. Thank you.
0: bye now. Bye-bye. In a world where power collides with secrecy and loyalty hangs by a thread comes a groundbreaking revelation that will challenge your perception of history Dick Yardley's masterpiece Australian Political and Religious Leaders Treason, Treachery and Sabotage Dive deep into the hidden narratives that shaped a nation, uncover the untold stories of those who walk the corridors of power, often veiled in shadows. From the heart of Parliament to the sanctums of faith, treason, treachery and sabotage unveils the enigmatic lives of leaders who dared to defy our Constitution. Come an expedition through history's most guarded secrets. Delve into the pages that expose the intrigue, the alliances and the betrayals that history tried to forget. Are you ready to uncover the truth? Experience the gripping revelations that redefine Australian history. Get your copy of Australian political and religious leaders, Treason, Treachery and Sabotage now. Available only at advance-australia.com.au and select merchandise on the menu. If you're enjoying The Bloody Aussie Battler podcast, please consider donating to help keep us going. You can donate just once or make it a monthly donation. Any amount is welcome. To donate, go to our website at www.thebloodyaussiebattler.com and click on Donate.